0: Hello and welcome to the TPM Podcast. Today we have a very special guest with us, Arjun Subramaniam. I hope you had a chance to listen to our previous episode where we spoke about TPMs, program managers, and product management. Arjun's been a TPM for 10, 12 years, and then he's been a product manager for like four years. So that was a great episode. If you missed that episode, go back and listen to that. This particular episode, we're both... Very passionate about the topic on burnout. That's the reason Arjun and I actually got together, and this is going to be kind of interesting. Especially, I think, also because burnout is a significant problem in an industry right now. So let's let's get into it. Arjun, why don't you tell us like why you wanted to talk about burnout? Right, like, what was the reason?
1: So if you, I mean, just think about the time we live in.
0: Yeah, we we're recording this in December 2021.
1: Yeah. Pandemic year two. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and doesn't seem to end. It doesn't seem to end. doesn't seem to end. I think Bernard was obviously an important topic even before this, but especially now with the pandemic, I think a lot of families are under stress and a lot of people are carrying a load that we can't always see as coworkers, yeah, right? Yeah. We only see like people that as colleagues, right? Yeah. We don't always know what else might be going on. Right. right? Yeah. And, and I think there's definitely, if you look around you carefully, I think there's definitely people that are struggling because of the pandemic, even in the tech industry, right? And the tech industry is seen as a fairly privileged industry, and it is. Tech workers are really well-paid, companies are Known for having demanding workplaces, but they're also, by any reasonable standard, like really high quality workplaces. Yeah, white like collar jobs. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and if people in those kinds of jobs are experiencing burnout and fatigue, and they leave, there's a huge cost on like someone who doesn't have those resources. Yeah, it's probably way worse. And also, I think it's, it's an important topic because I think it's not something that they teach you how to manage and look for when you are going through your career, especially the early stages of your career? right you always start to like hustle and work as hard as you possibly can yeah. and like get to the next get level. to the next level and like and it's not really the rest and recovery and the athletic mindset where yeah. you know you're really thinking about performance but in the long run yeah. right what's your athletic performance not just like what's your yeah. top burst speed yeah. kind of yeah. thing right so I think it's a worthwhile topic I think the timing I'm sure there are people struggling with this yeah, yeah. So I, with a uh, great we, resignation of people yeah. from all across America and <laughs> probably all across
0: the world, right? Everybody's feeling a little bit of hurt in some way or the other. Yeah. And because of the social environment with COVID and and the constraints that it's put on us, I think we kind of decided that it was an important topic to go and touch upon. Yeah. I'll maybe go into a little bit of like why this topic was important to me. It's because I was working really, really hard. And then when COVID came I kind of missed out on the fun and joy of work, right? I used to enjoy going to work because I had so many friends at work, Mm -hmm. right? And that was a very big social circle of people who I used to go for happy hours with or go for walks at lunchtime or all those things. And I kind of, when all that got taken away from me with COVID, I kind of missed that, but I was continuing to work kind of hard. And there was no reward to the working hard, which previously was a fun social life I used to have like going to work physically, right? and we'd no longer do that. So that's the reason I feel like I had that burnout phase where I was working too hard and I didn't have enough fun. It kind of takes time sometimes the amount of different programs you might be put on or some things like that could also kind of factor in. So, yeah, uh, do you want to kind of talk about like how COVID in particular has made more reason for more people getting burnt out?
1: Yeah, I'll just speak from personal experience, and I'm sure there are others going through this, right? I probably would have never tried full remote work if it wasn't for COVID. I realized I really enjoyed it. Yeah,
0: I think most of us, or if not all of us, I think there are some things, right? You probably didn't like the commute for some people, but in general, it's a beautiful environment, especially TPM's product managers where you get to interact with so many people. Yeah. You thrive on it, literally.
1: And so for me, the biggest ways this year especially COVID has impacted, this, impacted me, is I just had my first daughter this year. and uh, Congratulations. Well, thanks. She's wonderful, perfectly healthy, amazing. I feel really lucky. Everybody's in good shape. My, yeah. my wife's in good shape, so we don't have too much to complain about. But the thing that I really realized this year was a lot of the social systems that would have been like the default settings yeah. for support, when you did something like had a child, they're just gone or they're yeah. just wrecked. Okay. Yeah. So for example, right? Like you just don't have the access to childcare. You yeah. just don't. All right. So people forget, but we didn't even have clean path to vaccines until yeah. Like April. Yeah. 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 Right. So the idea that you could just send your kid to daycare or you could have a nanny, even no matter how wealthy you were, even if yeah. you could pay for all of those things. Right. Yeah you could have like someone who's not in a vaccinated state come into your home, right, yeah. inside your bubble. These were risky things, right? Yeah. I had a wife who was recuperating from childbirth. Yeah. I had a, a daughter, and we didn't fully understand the risks yeah. of COVID and the Delta wave and all that stuff on little kids, right? So the support systems just evaporated, yeah. right? And on top of that, you're still running 100 miles an hour. At yeah, work. If anything, I felt like because I went remote, I actually became like, many times more productive. yeah. And so I started to, like, in a professional, I felt like I was in, like, a kid in a candy store. I felt like yeah, super, I, was, I had super power. Yeah, I was yeah, supercharged, super, right? Yeah. And I was just getting more and more tired and exhausted. And we also had other health setbacks, which I don't want to share on the show, but with, with some of our family members, we had some uh, yeah. health setbacks. And typically, those things could have been handled if you had the normal yeah. system of healthcare providers and all that stuff, yeah. right? But what COVID did was basically even for the most privileged people, took away things that we could have taken for granted. Yeah. Right? And that stuff adds up. Yeah. Right? And so that produces a lot of stress. So I think if you're a parent, right? Yeah. I mean, hats off to you, because I I really think it's a difficult time to be a parent right now. If you had a COVID baby, we don't even know the full consequences of having little kids isolated in a bubble for such a long time. So I I think that, that, that kind of stuff really, really can accelerate the feeling of fatigue and burnout.
0: The next question probably is like, when does burnout happen? Like we spoke a little bit of COVID, but in general, right, when do you see people getting burnt out Within the tech industry, right? What are your take when it happens and maybe why it happens?
1: Yeah, so there's probably a very wide spectrum of this, obviously. Yeah. But there's some things I've seen when it happens and from personal experience. I think number one is when the work is not aligned with your Intrinsic goals, yeah. okay? When the work feels like it's been given to you, yeah. as opposed to you having agency to, choose, do the work, to yeah. choose the work, there's something very powerful about this. And I think that if you are in a position where that's happening to you, it is only a matter of time before you will burn out. Like, you know, you yeah. have to feel a ownership and feel like this is my inner scorecard that's making me want to go and do this. I think there's a kind of just like in the, you know, we talked about it in the interview question, right? There's like this base of the pyramid yeah. that you need, all right? In the well-being context, you know, how to have a good, well-lived yeah. life, right? At the bottom, I think, is this probably now cliche term, which is like self-care, yeah, right? Which is like, are you taking care of your body? Are you taking care of the food you eat? Are you taking care of your mind? Like, yeah. what's your mental state and what practices do you have to, like, protect yourself and that sort of thing? And are you in an environment which is as supportive of you as you need it to be? Okay, and that's yep. different for different people. Yeah.
0: All right. What kind of support system do you have? Do you
1: have, exactly, right? Yeah. And I think no employer will actually come out and say you're in the wrong place, unless, of course, you're doing a bad job or something. Yeah. But often burnout hits people who are actually doing an amazing job. Yeah, And I think that's the risk, is that like you... You seem to be the shining yeah, star. Yeah, you seem to be the shining star, but you're actually burning out. Yeah. And I think that not a lot of employers are tuned in enough to come to you and say... Yeah.
0: Even managers, uh, yeah. yeah, even at the micro level, right?
1: They want to come and tell you, look, I think you're burning out.
0: Yeah, okay? yeah. I think you're doing way too much things.
1: Yeah. And so that falls on the individual to then spot it. And I think that that's just the way it is. And you just have to like figure out how to handle that. Yeah,
0: especially so, when you have kind of unrealistic expectations as a TPM or as a product manager. Hey, go achieve this, go do this, go solve this problem or go get to this goal, which is a little bit of a stretch goal, maybe in some sense, but it's kind of unrealistic and they're kind of being overworked. You got to be kind of at least cautious about that.
1: Yeah, for sure. Because the truth is there's some really long-term negative consequences that are now very clear for people that consistently put themselves in situations where negative stress is kind of a repeating pattern, right? Yeah, yeah. There are health consequences to this. There's also just life consequences. It doesn't. It's not a transactional thing. Yeah. Like, we all, like, you know, like, time is the most limited currency. Do you want to spend your time being exhausted and tired and yeah. fatigued and not engaged in your yeah. life? Or do you want to feel alive and wanting to just jump out of bed in the morning and can't wait to get to the day and get going? So there's real costs to this and I think that's important to understand. Yeah, And I think, as, as we were talking about
0: that, right? There's also this fine balance between work and life, especially as you're working from home these days, Yeah, right? How you delineate the home and work yeah. and how you kind of Try to go between the two places because before it was two physical locations. Generally, if you leave work, you're not thinking too much about work when you're coming back home. But now, since you're kind of in the same environment, you got to like keep yourself tuned enough to ensure that you're not always in a work kind of mindset.
1: This is something I learned over time, but I also have people on my team that struggle with this. So, you know, I will say this: you got to learn. To understand boundaries. And set them
0: yourself. And and you kind of are the person to do this yourself, right? Yeah. There's nobody else who can kind of help you to do it, but... You mentally need to start thinking about how you can set your boundaries.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of folks are probably there are a lot of employers that everybody has seen managers that don't always do the right thing or care about their staff. And I've been lucky, but I know that there are managers out there and employers that are not not always looking out for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's more of a reason to understand that like you gotta draw a line. And that line is not I'm not gonna care about my job. I think the line is I'm willing to do a certain set of things at certain times and that's what I'm willing to do. Yeah, right? And just put your heart into it and do it. Yeah. And when you're done, live with the consequences of those choices, right? In going back to your point, it's important to be intentional about yeah. the boundary and not let the boundary be drawn by circumstance or yeah. outcome or something like that.
0: Yeah. By unrealistic expectations or whatever that might be, right? That that's pushing you to continuously like work or continuously think about work rather than you set a very clear boundary. And unless you do that, you're going to get burnt out pretty fast. It's just a matter of time.
1: I will say over time in your career or certainly in mine, I have wanted to work towards agency over my time. What does that mean? It means that I can draw those boundaries in ways that are beneficial to all. Yeah, or actually, to be blunt, beneficial to, to my well-being. Yeah. Right? And I do not think my well-being is in opposition to the world's well-being, yes, right? Because if I'm able to sustain myself and contribute my energy and my talent and I'm able to help others and that sort of thing, yeah. then the world benefits. Yeah, your
0: family benefits. Yes. Yeah, yeah, your family like, benefits. Uh, then eventually, yes, the yeah. society like in the world.
1: Right, Yeah. but I have to say, though, practically speaking, in the world we live in, it is a process, yeah. okay? It did not, for example, if I decided that I was not going to work late nights and weekends, in my first job out of college, yeah, which I did, I worked almost all the time when yeah. I left, uh, yeah. when I left my first job out of college, I don't think I would have learned as much. And I think that, frankly speaking, I did not have the agency to do it,
0: okay? And that means, I'll rephrase that and you can correct me if I'm wrong, the choice to do it. Yeah, because if you took things a little lightly, somebody else would steal your place or you could be replaced or that is the moment to learn.
1: Well, the thing is, I was afraid. Like, I actually yeah. didn't, I had no idea if any of those bad things would happen. Yeah. But it felt very
0: <laughs> real. That's true. Right? Yeah. Like,
1: maybe none of those bad things would have happened. Yes. But it's easy to say at this stage in my career, yeah, yeah. like 15 years in, yeah. right? Of all That's the skills true. I have now yeah. and all yeah. credibility or whatever, to say that, oh, yeah, draw a boundary. Right. But I can honestly tell you when I was 21, I didn't have the self-confidence. I didn't have the body of work. I didn't feel a sense of agency yeah. to draw a boundary because I felt like I knew nothing and I yeah. needed to learn things. I, if I couldn't, I was. Now, I'm not sure those things are actually true. I think yeah. I might have actually been if I was a little bit more disciplined or if I did draw those boundaries, I might have still done everything. Yeah. But it's important to acknowledge that I think a lot of people don't feel they can. Yeah. There's a big difference in you feeling like you can yeah, and just being told that you can do you it. You can go and do it. Yeah. That's so true. Some
0: other things that contribute to burnout are like toxic situations, no-win situations where you're in, where you can, whatever you do, things are not going to change. That kind of could be a factor that contributes to burnout. We spoke a little bit about the COVID situation, but try to have more social interaction that doesn't need to be all... Physical in the real world, even if it's virtual interactions, I think those kind of things would probably help you feel better than, you know, just being isolated.
1: I want to caveat this. I think that, like, you got to have people around you that are good for you. Yeah. You got to have vegetables around you and not French fries is really important. And then there are different kinds of people, yeah. right? You can't just, like, you know, you're the average of the five people that, around you. Yeah. You need a tribe of people around you who uplift you, who support you, who are good to you. And you need, I actually think it's not super healthy to have all of your tribe or even like, frankly, a primary portion of your tribe from work. Yeah. I think you need a tribe outside of work that can be this this support for you that regardless of whether you do a good job or a bad job or whether you aced that product launch or you screwed it up or whatever, right? That at the end of the day, someone's out there you know, who cares and loves, cares and loves. loves you? Yeah. And, and if you don't have that, I think it really, really, you have to build it. To build it. Like, yeah. And I think it's really important to not just like have people around you. You yeah. can't just go to a happy hour and say, Oh, I'm with people. Why am I miserable? Well, because no one cares about you. Okay. That's yeah. why you're, humans need, they have a primal need yeah. to be part of a real tribe. And you got to go find and create that tribe. And on this thing that you just said about the toxic environments, right? I've learned from the University of Hard Knocks on this one. I'm sure everybody yes. who's been around the workforce yes, yes. can point to one organization they were in and they'd be like, damn, like, that, that, one. that one was toxic, <laughs> right? Yeah. And it's easy to say that after you've gone through it. But like, to anyone that's like kind of looking forward and saying, like, how do I know whether I'm in a toxic situation or just a difficult situation? Yeah. Okay? Because we, if you're in a difficult situation, but you have, it's the right situation, and there's tremendous support. Yeah, I'm like, you need to like show grit and tenacity. Yeah, but if you're in a toxic situation, you need to walk away as fast as possible. Yeah, all right. Now, I don't think there's a silver yeah. bullet answer to how to tell the difference, but there's some clues, and all of them are behavioral clues. Yeah, it doesn't matter how sexy the product is. It doesn't matter how hard the technical challenges are. You really should look. To the types of behaviors that your management team espouses and demonstrates and what is rewarded. Yeah. Okay. This should be a no-brainer. But for example, like berating people publicly. Yeah. Right? Negative feedback in front of everybody else. Yes. Ad hominem feedback, like you know, trying to criticize the person instead of the work. Yeah. Right. Elevating leaders that are not known to to show empathy empathy, or they can't build trust. Like if you look at your leadership team and you say, I don't trust them. Yeah. Right. Or you work with people that don't respect you as a person. Yeah. The other big tell is behaviorally, if the relationship everybody has with you is transactional, it's all about like, get shit done. Yeah. Yeah. These are pro- now. I'm not saying there are some. It's all on a spectrum. Yeah. Every and you know deliver results is one a very very important yeah. TPM TPM yeah. thing. Okay, you gotta deliver results. If you're not delivering results, that's a different problem. Yeah. They, there's something about you'll know it when you see it. Is yeah. all I can tell you. If you look at a basket of human behaviors, yeah. Look at the behaviors of leaders, and make sure that those are behaviors that you admire. Yeah. They're actually positive behaviors. Right. And they're the kinds of behaviors that you look at and go, that person's got high standards, but that's a rock solid leader. And the criticism was fair. And like, that's the way it should work. Right. Not, I was publicly humiliated in front of like 20 people. Right. Don't ignore that. Yeah. There is such a thing as the fit between the environment and the person. Yeah. And it's on you to figure out you're in the right place. Yeah. Okay, that's not like a sugar coated message, but if you don't fully understand what environment, if you don't know whether you're a saltwater or freshwater fish, no one can help you. Yeah. Okay, you gotta figure that out. If you're in a toxic situation, look for those things and we bring this up in the burnout conversation, is because typically burnout happens in situations when you are you're, toxic. Yeah, when you're okay? in a toxic about. Yeah, and so that's one of the things you got to, like, and you can't fix that with yourself. Like, I can't tell you, go to the gym and your toxic team will be better. You can't do, that doesn't work that yeah, way. Yeah, okay, yeah. so there are some things that are drivers of burnout that are things you can control. The toxic team is not one of them. Yeah. Okay, so the only thing you can control in that situation is and your decision to way. walk away.
0: Yeah, and the market's hot. Yeah. Right? The markets. We, Arjun and I, were just talking about how hot the market is before we started the podcast. If you are a part of the tech industry right now, you're probably in the, one of the best places you can be, right?
1: I do want to say, in the context of this conversation, for a group of people as blessed as tech workers, yeah. this is a massive, it's not even a first world problem. It is the first world's, first world's, first world's problem. Yeah. Okay, like At the heart of it all, like if you're in the tech industry, you're very lucky you're one of a tiny group, especially if you're in the tech industry in like the United States in Seattle or if you're listening from California or something like that. My God, right? Like you got to count your blessings first and you got to understand that like most people are not in this situation. But they have choices. But they have choices. Yeah. You know, like the whole conversation on burnout is about your choice, right? Like, you know, how do you know it? How do you deal with it? How do you walk away or whatever, right? And I'm not saying everybody, there might be people that don't have a choice. So please don't misunderstand that i'm just saying as a group right yeah we're a very privileged group and it's important to acknowledge that and know that not everybody's in that situation
0: yeah let's move on like to how do you identify like symptoms personal symptoms of feeling burnt out like the reason i brought this up is do you know that you're burnt out and how do you like identify that, oh, I am burnt out and that's the reason I'm not as productive, for example, right? So what would be your, like, if you had like five to six things to throw out there, which kind of identifies with the fact that you're burnt out? The first thing
1: is, this is hard, I think, for a lot of people, is you got to forget about how you think about it and you got to pay attention to how you feel about it. Yeah. And for a lot of people in cognitive jobs, they practice how to think about things all day. They're not as good as like practicing how things feel. Yeah. Right. Over time, I think the only thing I can tell you is my brain. When I'm in peak performance, it feels fresh to new ideas. It feels sharp. Attention and focus come easier. Yeah. It's not like I don't have to like discipline myself to focus on something.
0: Yeah. A lack of um, gender, lack of motivation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But when you are burned out or whatever, your brain feels like a dull saw. It's
0: like a mental fatigue, right? You're, you feel that you're so overworked that the knife is
1: not as sharp. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, right? And there are other factors, like, for example, irritability is a big one. If you find yourself kind of like becoming irritable, like, you know, the, that, that feeling that, that's happening more frequently, is something to pay attention to.
0: Yeah. If you haven't slept really well you're not getting a good night's sleep
1: yeah interrupted
0: sleep is a big one big one, Th- one. that will generally tell you if you're waking up like a couple of times a night or even once or twice a night and generally you're thinking back to this problem that you need to solve or how do I deal with this situation and you generally are not that type of a person where things affect you so much then you kind of probably at some spectrum of burnout also if you have a lot of anxiety generally you're not an anxious person but you have this new found place where you're anxious about everything or everything makes you anxious kind of one other like things these are all like drops of pebbles in a bucket right it's not just that one thing that generally is, it points to burnout but if you have like a multitude of these factors and you can see that oh i'm anxious i'm not sleeping I'm lacking motivation, I have mental fatigue, you have low energy, for example. All these kind of things are some kind of symptom that you might be burnt
1: out. Yeah, I would agree. And the tricky part about this is there's some amount of lived experience that tells you to Feel the difference, right? Like because anxiety is one of those things where, like, I feel anxiety when I'm doing something hard. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Right. No. You know, doing something for the first time, doing something that's really hard. Yeah,
1: that's natural, right? So you got to learn to tell the difference. And I I think the only thing I can tell you is if you pay attention to how you feel, then what happens is you pattern match, and then you're like, well, this is not the same kind of anxiety. Yeah. Right. You're feeling a different kind of anxiety. Yeah. And also the other thing is to just give it time. Many things that are kind Of anxiety related to like a specific project or performance or whatever, they don't last for a long time. Yeah. So they're kind of fleeting. But if you find yourself in a sustained period of like sleepless nights and like that kind of thing, and especially if your body's starting to give you signals like your there's just like physical signs of this, then I think that that's much more likely to burn out than it yeah. is generalized kind of stress. So
0: one other thing which I was thinking about is you are not that vested in in the organization that you're working at. Like you feel that, oh, this is a job, I need to do this job, but I'm not like vested in the long-term success of it. Yeah. Or I don't believe in the vision anymore. Yeah. Or all those kind of signs. Cynicism. Are cynicism, cynicism. Yes. right? Yeah, cynicism, You're overly critical, reason. maybe. You're cynical about, you know, what's happening.
1: So cynicism is interesting because I actually think that I have so little patience for it, mostly because life's too short to be cynical. Yeah. Okay? Like, even if you're not burnt out, if you feel cynical about your team, it really doesn't matter. Like, you know, maybe the team, maybe it's the wrong team or whatever, right? Like, life's so short. You should not be cynical. You should wake up in the morning happy. And actually wanting to believe in what you do. Yeah. Your life is so precious. Yeah. You get one life, right? Do you want to wake up in the morning? Like, cynicism is like a self-destructive thing, right? it's so self-destructive it's like you're you're deciding to be pessimistic and negative right that's just so unnecessary and it just the world. only for yourself for everybody around you as yeah well. <laughs> you just gotta like you know if you don't like it just just go somewhere else yeah, you know yeah. like there are other jobs there's
0: other teams and that my friends is the end of the part one of a two-part series on burnout with arjun subarwani i hope you enjoyed it if you did do share it with your friends and colleagues like and subscribe to the podcast and definitely if possible leave a review on iTunes or Google Play on the podcast it really helps. Thank you so much, bye stay tuned for the next episode